Welcome to the Upwards Positive Podcast with your hosts, Dave and Tim. Journey to positive thinking through stories, music, movies, and much more. Join the guys as they help provide you with ideas and thinking that will help you through hard times and the journey of life. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast, our uh, very first podcast actually yes. for our for our show. And uh, you know, we're kind of kind of excited to to do this. We've been doing some other projects in the background for for many many years together, um, and just had an idea that we wanted to kind of talk through kind of our experiences with within our own lives about music and other topics, things that really kind of hit us to the soul in regards to different meanings to things. Um, you know, it's been kind of an interesting relationship with, with Dave and I, we've known each other for many years. Uh, it actually goes all the way back to uh, what elementary school, yeah, right? elementary. Um, in, in over, over the years, we've kind of built a relationship that uh, really transcends a lot of different areas, you know, including some of our passions about hunting and family and religion and music. And that's really kind of the, the basis of what we wanted to start kind of talking about and bringing everybody um, into our world, which is kind of just bringing meaning to the different things that have brought meaning to us. And one of the things that, that I think Dave and I are really passionate about um, is music. Now I'm, I'm not a musician by any means. I, I don't play, play music. I don't do instruments. I don't do any of that stuff, but I get pure enjoyment out of listening to music. Love chilling, love listening to the lyrics. When you find a good song, man, there's nothing better than just putting it on repeat and singing it in the car and all that kind of stuff. But that, that's kind of the, the basis of what we wanted to do is talk about really one of our passions together, which is music and songs and, and that kind of thing. Um, Dave, you've got some pretty extensive experience being a musician, not, not, you know, professionally or anything like that, but kind of one of your hobbies for many, many years, right? Yeah, yeah, correct. Uh, so, um, you know, when, so if a little bit in my past, I guess, is so my, my father had passed away back in 96 and that experience for me was, uh, pretty rough to be honest. And one of the things that I found that ended up helping me a lot was music, and one of the reasons I wanted to work on this project with Tim is not just to cover music, but also cover what makes people um, feel like feel it in their soul. Like, what are the things that drive you? And in some of these songs that, you know, when we start looking at the lyrics and we will today look at a couple songs, the songs can help drive you uh, and put you in a place, a state of mind that really helps you become a better person, uh, do more important things for your community, your family. These are things that I wanted to kind of push, pull out of songs and kind of walk through and talk through some of these artists and some of the things they've done um, and some of the, the music and how the music creates. And sometimes some of those songs are sang by musicians who are actually bad people turn out to be bad people, but yeah. it's okay. Cause the song is its own entity. And I, I think that's really important for people to understand And because a, a musician wrote a song based on one thing for them might mean completely something different for you, but it doesn't matter as long as it drives you to a positive outcome that helps you in your life and become a better person. So for me, music was a huge driver and getting over the my dad's death and, and getting through that period of my life um, and making me a, a stronger person. But, uh, you know, trying to be cool and collective, like a good example of that would be I was never in a fight in my entire life, like a fist fight at all. And through high school or anything, I was always the guy 
who was like, no problem, man. You know, we'll work it out. It's no problem. You know, like even when people tried to fight me, I still worked it out some way, shape or form because I think music helped me adapt to understand that there was more important things than getting punched in the face. Right. It was just, I, I knew better. And to be honest, I'm not like a strong person. So I, I knew I'd probably lose. Right. <laughs> the ultimate ending anyway, but um, I just learned that, that aspect of it. And so for me, um, I started picking up a guitar in my early college years after I became obsessed with Dave Matthews band. And I really, I really, um, with Garth Brooks and Dave Matthews are the two that really helped me a lot and they're totally different genres, but helped me kind of get over that issue of my father's death and becoming of age, you know, in that time frame. And Tim and I will go through literally all those different songs. And there was a lot from Google dolls to, you know, you name it. There's a ton in that area, Tim, when we were like in high school, to college right in that frame uh yeah my know. my 90s 2000s playlist is quite extensive <laughs> <laughs> so but you're right i think that that moment in time and in, in our lives was really um defined by the music that we listened to you know that Correct. that to me was was almost i mean in our generation the golden age of music and genres and there's just so many of them i think you know today you get a lot of overlap within genres and a lot of lot of monotony if you will mm -hmm. between different genres and how they produce things and how they get things out and i'm not saying that's good or bad um but i, I it brings you back and you kind of like when you go back to those older playlists that you've had and i remember you know having cds upon cds right in your car and back then you had to put a cd in and you would actually listen to a whole album it, it's not like spotify you know nowadays where you play a song and then move on to a completely different artist. You know, you, yep. you, you actually got a little bit more involved, I think with the artist as a whole and pick them differently than what you do, than what you do now. Um, but yeah, I think that time, you know, in my life, I, I remember I did a lot of traveling back then. Um, I drove home from college almost every weekend and spent hours and hours in the car. And that's what helped me get through those long drives. But not only that, it's like, you know, it's the loneliness, it's the excitement of new things. Like I, I, one thing I will, I will never forget. And I don't know why it just kind of happened is, is every big moment in my life or every big vacation that I took with my family was always defined by an album or a song. And it's not like I, it, it, it like explained it. It was just, I remember like, for example, going to Hawaii when I was a teenager with my parents and I'll never forget riding around Hawaii in our convertible car. And I had my headphones on listening to Hootie and the Blowfish. Mm -hmm. And it would just like, it, it puts you in like that, that emotional state, that passionate state that makes moments in life just so memorable. And that's what I love about, you know, what music can do for people's lives is the, the memorable moments it can create. So those emotions that help you connect to the experiences in your life. And remember them. And remember, yeah, and remember them. you hear Absolutely. a song, it takes you back. And uh, not just to stop at songs, but movies too. I mean, there's a lot of movies that had a lot of meaning. A good movie would be like The Notebook, something that had a lot of passion and, yeah. and feeling around it that drew in a lot of people, including myself at that time. Looking back, I'm like, oh, that was a little silly, blah, blah, blah. But really, it didn't matter because at that moment when I saw it, it, it really did everything to me. You know, I was like, oh my right. gosh, I want this relationship and how it was just so well done and dramatic um, that it really. I think pulls you through. So I, I, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of those aspects of your life that will shine through and the memories you get from any of those, you hear a song and you're like, Oh yeah. Like there's one song I can always think of. And I can't think of the artist right now. 
Um, but uh, we'll find it later in this, in these episodes, but, uh, it always takes me back to this rollerblading moment in my life from rollerblading down Metro Parkway, which is this long stretch, uh, by our house that goes like, I don't know, was it 10, 50 miles, Tim? I don't know. It's like yeah, a long yeah, yep. road that you goes right into a beach and it, that, and that's like, we're in Michigan and that hits like Lake St. Clair. So you go from there and then it goes miles and miles one way, but you can rollerblade or bike on it. It's a beautiful path, but Every time I hear the song, it always the first thing I think about is this path and rollerblading. I have no idea why, but every single yeah. time. And it's kind of the same thing with smells, too. I don't know if you've had that experience, Tim, but I've smelled something and thought of something instantly. And I don't know what it is or what draws me to that, but like that scent, if I hear a smell, specific scent, I don't even know. Let's just say apple, whatever, takes me back to that orchard or wherever I was at that moment. You know, it's pretty. Yeah, it is kind of interesting how different senses. Um, can really bring you back to the moment for sure. And there, there's definitely, I mean, that's good and bad. I mean, there's certain songs that I don't like listening to even today because they Correct. take me back to a time where, yes. or reminds me of somebody <laughs> that, that I don't True. like or, or, or a moment in time where I got hurt and I, you yeah. know, I don't want to listen to it. So if that song comes on, I, I skip it or move on, you know, that kind of thing. So I think it can be good or bad, but I, I think, I think largely it helps you just identify the emotion or bring that emotion out in those moments that helps you remember. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, so today, uh, guys, we want to, we're going to, you know, we talk a little bit about these different things is what you'll can experience in this show going forward. Uh, Tim and I will probably try to do one of these once a week and have a new podcast out for you guys on, on air. And then probably on YouTube or something we haven't decided yet. It's going to be, this is all brand new, but, uh, you know, Tim and I's background again, you know, we, we've known each other a very long time. We are both YouTubers and podcasters. We've done other shows that we own and do different things. And this was a chance for us to kind of do something other than what we normally do, but also kind of, you know, talk about really important things that, you know, we, we talk about in private generally, but I thought, and I was telling Tim the other day, we, you know, these are great conversations for everybody. And, and I also, you know, I want this podcast to be a, a, a very important um, learning thing for, for music and all that, but also religion, right? I want to talk about religion a little bit. I want to talk about Jesus. I want to talk about uh, the idea of, you know, what's out there and what's to come. Some moments that we've both had that only could have been done through God and Jesus, you know, like those are things I think are important. I, I want this podcast to have a little bit of a little bit of that as well so that we can, you know, just kind of see through some of the things and how it makes us feel uh, for our lives, not just simply a song for a memory, you know, so not not just to focus on music, but I think that was kind of what the thought process was in my head too, is, you know, these artists have come out and put pen to paper and created these lyrics and these songs that really bring that out. But really what they're doing is, is most of the time sharing, a personal experience with you right through their own art. Well, this is our art, you know, kind of talking mm-hmm. to each other, doing the podcast thing. And, you know, I thought it would be helpful to others to hear our life experiences, what we've been through, because I, I think one thing that um, music helps a lot of people with is knowing that there's other people out there that feel the same way you do. You're not yeah. alone, you know, and I, I, that, that loneliness part of, especially this year, right. The, the we're, we're starting this and, a COVID year 2020 where, um, you know, that sense of loneliness can really prevail in a lot of people's lives. And I think, you know, having stuff like this hopefully is a positive influence. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I, I agree. Couldn't agree more. This is going to be, I'm excited guys. I am. This is, I, I hope that you guys follow along and uh, listen with us and, and send in comments, uh, post comments under the podcast, under the videos of uh, things you want to hear about, talk about, would love to have you guys. And also uh, if you're interested in being on the show, definitely shoot us a, a message on those, those platforms as well. 
Uh, if you want to share an experience that maybe you went through, um, love to do that as well. I think this could be a very open forum type show and I think it could be a lot of fun and it's not going to be locked to anybody, you know, and I, I, I want to say that it, it's going to be a lot of fun and I, I'm excited about talking about what we're about to talk about here in a minute with different songs and breaking them down, try to understand them and also talk about, you know, like what Tim talked about, about, you know, they wrote these songs for reasons, right? What are the reasons they wrote them for? Let's try to find that out. We might not always know, um, but also talk about those gems that are out there that have been discovered and helped. Example, Ed Sheeran, uh, Taylor Swift. These are people who, you know, were nobodies, right? A couple of years back and all of a sudden they went from zero to hero, huge heroes and have done a lot. And, and those people have changed people's lives based on their music and the things that, and, and the way they act. Ed Sheeran just took a huge break. He like just shut down his social media and said, you know what? I'm done for a while. I'm raising a baby. I want my baby to be what I want it to be. I don't want it to be around surrounded by this craziness of music. But what Ed did do before that is laid out all these amazing tracks to help inspire people to do things, you know? So yeah, things like crazy, that. The, that gap that that creates though. You know, I remember the Garth book Brooks gap. I remember that, you know, the, this Ed Sharon gap and uh, it leaves you kind of with a hole when you're really into somebody and you're really into music. You, it leaves you with this, this kind of void that you don't know where to go to next, you know, because everything, everything now seems old or not good enough. Cause you're comparing yep. it and it takes you a moment, I think, to get back into it. I, I, when you say that Tim, that's a great point. And I would suggest that, I agree. I know that feeling you're talking about. And I felt that with Ed Sheeran as well. I, I loved his, you know, I love his music. I, everything he's done has been excellent, but I tried to look at it. I see that and I feel that. Right. And then I try to look inward about me and, and like, how does this affect me? Do I want to work out more? Do I want to be nicer to my kids? What, how does it affect me? And do I need to turn to Jesus? Right. Do I need to turn in and look upward and say, this is a great moment for me to say, wait a minute, you know, Ed Sheeran's just a guy. He's just a person and right. he's doing, living his life. I should be happy for him to take a break and enjoy his life with his family and not work all the time. And I think you and I both know based on our other, uh, venture we do together, there's a lot of, you don't, you lose the enjoyment of the hobby. Right. So for Ed Sheeran's music, he, at some point he's probably like, Oh my God, another show. Oh, you know, yep. I just want to go home. I just want to go home, which leads us into our next song. <laughs> great segue. Great so segue. I think that's, you know, and so Anyway, so today's show, we're going to talk about Michael Buble, one of our favorite artists. Uh, Tim and I have listened to Buble for a long time. In fact, my cousin got me into Michael Buble years back, and uh, Brian, and he sent me, uh, we were on our way to a hunt camp or something. He sent me a link and said, you got to hear this guy. Just listen to it. It's a song called Home, and it was by Michael Buble, and I listened to it. And I was instantly captured by the song. I think everybody would be instantly captured by home. And and I think it's because it touches the deep roots uh, of anybody. And it was, and it's very well sang, well written. Uh, I don't know, Tim, what do you, what's your thoughts on home? I guess right off the bat before we talk about the lyrics. Yeah, I think it's a very um, deep song, right? It, it's a very, it's a, it's a song that can be very personal. And I think that you can find different meanings through it. Um, and I think that's the the one thing about the different things that, that we're going to talk about is that the reason why the artist might've wrote it might be for, you know, a, a specific scenario in his own life, but that can be applied to a lot of different scenarios. Right. So when I, when I first listened to that song, 
Um, it made me, I, I think it gave me the opposite of reaction of what people might expect is that it, you know, it may, you know, that song, I think a lot makes you feel, um, homesick, right. And that you want to be home and be with family. And I, 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 for me, it does something a little bit different for me, for me, when I listen to that song, because I I'm blessed to be home. It is, it is actually kind of taking me on a journey in my own head about traveling and wanting to be away to get that, that feeling, feeling. right. And actually have that feeling of being homesick. And I do get that feeling from time to time when we do like the long, the long camping trips, you know, that we do and the, the different hunting excursions that we do. And, you know, you're in a couple of days and you're like, oh man, it'd be great to go home. You know, you start thinking about that. But I think to me, like I'm an emotional guy. And, and what I mean by that is like, it's hard for me to be content, which is a personal struggle of mine is to mm. find contentment. Yeah. I love emotion, whatever emotion that is happy, sad, angry. It's just that, that emotional ride for me is what keeps me moving. And, and so for me, even though I might not feel homesick, it takes me on a, a little bit of a journey in my own head to say, you know, I wonder what it would be like to actually travel and see the world and see all those beautiful places. I want to be homesick. Experience that. Yeah. 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 Different experience. Um, yeah. That, that was a really interesting take on it, Tim. That's a really good one. Let me cover real quick, just a little bit about Buble real quick from Wikipedia, just some general stuff about Michael Buble. Um, he's a, obviously a singer songwriter. He started in 1995. He is 45 years old. He was born September 9, 1975. And, uh, yeah, in British Columbia in Canada. So he's Canadian singer songwriter, just like Sarah McLaughlin. So there's a lot of, um, there's actually a lot of great Atlantis uh, Morissette too, I think. Right. There's yep. a lot of great John Candy was Canadian. The, the Justin Oscar. Bieber. Bieber. Yes, there's a lot of great <laughs> musicians and actors and everything from there. Uh, just a little quick about him. It says uh, he is a Canadian Italian singer songwriter and record producer. His first album reached the top 10 in Canada and the United Kingdom. He found a worldwide audience with his 2005 album, It's Time, as well as his 2007 album, Call Me Irresponsible, uh, which reached number one on the Canadian Albums Chart and the UK Albums Chart, the US Billboard 200. Um, Buble's 2009 album, Crazy Love, debuted at number one on the US Billboard 200, Billboard 200 after three days of sales. Uh, remained there for two weeks. Wow. Um, so as you know, he's won ton of awards too, as well as Grammys, four Grammy awards, multiple Juno awards, um, just an incredible life and experience he had, uh, or has, you know, still alive, obviously, uh, thank God. But he, um, he, he's just a, I mean, amazing person. He took a break as well. I don't know if you remember that, Tim, he's still, on I one. do. Yeah. That was a sad, sad kind of story though. Yeah. Um, you know, from, from, from the reason why, but that I was just going to say that, that a little bit is that from a, from a PR standpoint, um, just a top notch guy, at least on paper, right. You know, we don't yeah. know him personally, so we can't speak to that, but, but the way that he handles himself, the songs that he puts out, the interviews that I've seen him do, um, how he has handled this fame and personal tragedy has just been um, an amazing example, I think, of what what people can be. Yeah, you know, he hasn't let any of that go to his head. You know, I, there, there's yeah, you know, watching YouTube videos of him where he pulls people up on stage and sings with them, and generally gets excited when they have a good voice, you know, and they can sing. And you know, I, I think that kind of stuff just just makes it all that much better to listen to the music 
that he puts out because of such a stand-up guy that that he appears to be. Yeah. Uh, so it says his son has fully recovered, but it did say that in 2016, um, his he, he basically canceled all his tour um, after receiving uh, that his son was has a, a I don't know if it's a type of cancer hepoblastoma. I can't even say it. I yeah, I believe it, it was. Yes. Uh, but anyway, uh, after chemotherapy and radiation, I mean, it's crazy for a child as well, you know, to go through. So anyway, he went through a lot, obviously some of his background, um, Buble's background is jazz. Like he listened to Frank Sinatra. I mean, he's big on all this and that's important to talk about because like when we talk about writing new songs, it's going to have that feel of, of some of that Frank Sinatra type ideas and, you know, and that's big. I know Tim, yeah. you love Frank Sinatra. Well, I do. I, I, I absolutely. Frank Sinatra is one of my all time favorites. I mean, I, I have a playlist dedicated just to him. Um, and, and he's just such a great influence, um, you know, in the music industry, um, kind of the exact opposite of Michael Bublé and humility and all that kind of stuff. But uh, just, just such a, a great iconic person in, in uh, not only music, just entertainment in general. Um, but I, I will say, I think that's one of my pet peeves with uh, Michael Bublin. Not that I want to talk negatively, but I, but I, I think that, you know, for me, I, I love his original stuff way more than I love the cover stuff that he does. And I just, I, I feel like there's a lot more cover stuff than there is original mm-hmm. stuff. I would agree. And yeah. I think, that, that's, I think that's my biggest pet peeve is, man, I wish he would put out more original music because it's just so good. Yeah. I think it's, first off, I think it's hard to write that kind of original music. And so I think that's probably part of the problem, but I would say that he's just, that was his favorite thing to do was like yeah. sing those jazz songs from Frank Sinatra and all that. So I think that's part of the reason. And, and I think he kind of did that thing where it's like, no one else can do it. You know, I mean, there was uh what's the other guy's name. Um, there's one more guy does jazz stuff. Yeah. Harry, but, Harry uh, um, well, that, that, that's really what I think helped them to become famous was his voice in doing those cover songs by Frank Sinatra and others. I mean, was just a phenomenal, uh, you know, it, version of those songs that that's what got him noticed. Yeah. Harry so it's kind Jr. of his bread and butter. if you will. Yeah. Harry kind of junior is the guy who does, who does that kind of stuff as well. So if, if between the two of them, um, that's, you know, yeah, Harry Connick I, jr. Yep. He's, they're the only yep. two who do that type of music. So. Yeah, but he, um, they, that, he reminds me, though, of a similar story, um, and we'll, we'll probably talk about this in another podcast, but Josh Groban, mm. kind of coming up really out of how good his vocals were, Yeah, um, and that's what really made him famous. It wasn't like this big radio push or anything like that. It was pure voice talent, yep. um, and that's what Michael Buble is to me, is just pure voice talent. It's amazing. Yep. And then, uh, all right. So talking about home, we'll kind of go through some of the lyrics here. Uh, I'll read through the first two uh, portions. It says another summer day has come and gone away in Paris and Rome, but I want to go home. He says, maybe surrounded by a million people. I still feel alone. I just want to go home. Oh, I miss you. You know? So in that first portion, Tim, I think that's like a pretty, I mean, obvious to me that he's a uh, actor, musician or something. And he's in a different country singing songs as a lot of people around him. Uh, or it could be, I mean, if you're like a business person, you could feel this way as well. But um, I think that's a pretty, I think that's an Ed Sheeran move right there. You know, I honestly, like those words, I think speak to Ed Sheeran perfectly, right? He's just yeah. got all this going on and it's like, man, I, I'm all these places, but my family's not anywhere near me. You know, they're all in a different country and they're not even, so I don't know. That's a yeah, feeling you, I get from that. 
do you ever, so I, I, I do this a lot and I don't know if you do this, but do you ever, like when you're listening to a song, create your own music video in your head? Yes. Like scenes of like people that, you know, what they would be <laughs> doing and like, you know, what just, just kind of like the background to what this song is. So, so I always imagine not, not only a musician, but somebody that is like in the military, right. That's mm. traveling all over. That's a can't good one. Come home. Right. They don't, they don't have the adoption. They're not famous. They can't get on a private jet. They can't fly home because they're on duty. And that, that I think, you know, if I was creating a music video for this, I think that's the music video. What I would, that that's I a would. good one. Yeah. Uh, it goes on says, I've been keeping all the letters that I wrote to you. Each one, a line or two. I'm fine, baby. How are you? Um, uh, well, I would send them, but I know that it's just not enough. My words were cold and flat, and you deserve more than that. So I think those two are more like, you know, just rhyming, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, just kind of filler. I think the main parts of the song, um, again, kind of f- focus around this whole idea of someone being somewhere where they don't want to be. Um, yeah, and in writing letters to me, I, mean, I think those lyrics to me are just the writing letters just isn't enough. Yeah. It doesn't get, you know, it's, it's cold. It's flat. It's a line or two. It's not like being there with somebody. Yeah. And I almost get the feel like the the song, that part of the song was written with the the love and feel of old school, you know, cause obviously this was written or I think right around the time texting was starting to explode, but I can't remember. And and I think that was the time frame. but I, so I think it's kind of cool that they use the word letters and went backwards a little bit on it. I think that's very interesting. Um, and then it goes on to say, another airplane, another sunny place. I'm lucky I know, but I want to go home. So again, that ties back to the front end, you know, surrounded by a million people, obviously all these amazing things around you at once, but you know, still have that overall, overall feeling of not being close to the ones you love, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, I mean, this song is, there's a lot of songs that I think that you can take a lot of different meanings to. I think that's the one thing with Michael Buble is that his, his songs are kind of straightforward in, in yeah. what, you know, and what the meeting is, which I like, I think that that is basic and helps you identify with the song all that much better. Well, in, in this, this next part actually kind of makes a little bit of a twist. Um, it says, let me go home. I'm just too far from where you are. I want to come home. So that kind of sounds like someone in love. Yeah. Right. Like I want to be next to this person I like, or maybe I'm, Courting, wherever the word is, right? Or trying yep. to get with. I mean, that kind of could be part of that too. Um, next uh, verse is, and I feel just like I'm living someone else's life. It's like I just stepped outside when everything was going right. Uh, I that, don't know. That's an interesting one. That is interesting one. It's almost right like, because you're you're stuck in this world that you can't get out of in a way, right? Like you, this isn't what you would pick for yourself. You, you feel like, you know, you're, you're just lost amongst all those millions. You're, you're surrounded by a million people, but it's like, it's not your, your own life. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting. said that before. Who said that? I just, I remember hearing someone talk about that. It was a musician or artist or something. They said like, I don't even like, I have to pinch myself. Like, I don't realize that. Oh, it was, uh, oh no, it wasn't him. Who was it? Oh, it just, they just talked about it. Dang. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. But they talked about that. It was something specific like that where they just, uh, oh, it's Ben Rector. Is it? Ben Rector just said that in his live. He did a live performance. and He talks about, people say, what's the most interesting thing about being a musician? He goes, that I am a musician. I still don't believe I'm a musician. Like, I, I do a job, and it's just weird to like, and he even says it's really weird to go from 
a stage with like you know five six thousand people watching them and then and wearing all these like cool jeans and stuff and then going home and being a, that's completely different and he said just recently and his you know i've been i've been paying into his live feeds because i want to help because i want to keep him around because i love him so much just like matt kearney any of those type of musicians i want to help but he said um ben rector said that you know this has been even though like he's lost a lot of money this year doing this this has been the best year of his life because he's been traveling every year since he got out of college that's crazy every year he's been touring every single year twice a year Two different tours a year, most likely, to to get by, right? To make it big, to make money, and it's so relevant, really. Now, yeah. now he's home with his wife and his baby, and he gets to do music like this through Zoom and different. You know what I mean? Like, and he's still making some money, so it's almost like a huge win in some parts, yeah. right? Um, especially when you have a family in your home, you know. Well, just- yeah, and I, 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 I kind of like it, but I've never been. I don't know about you, but I've never been a big concert guy. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not that guy that likes to go to big venues and watch an artist, you know, perform. Um, I'll either go to a small venue, something more intimate, or just listen to it on my own with my wife or my family. To me, that's, I, I can get in touch with the music way better yeah. than going to a big concert venue and just getting lost in the numbers. Yeah, we'll get into that in a different show. That's the Matt Kearney show. <laughs> Yeah, that's gonna be a good one. I'm really excited. Yeah, about that was one talking. of the best. Yeah, one of the best experiences. We'll get in. Yep. We'll tell you guys stories about that. It's really good. And I, I'm, you know, some of these artists are just super impressive on how they do their shows and the things they're willing to do in a show. And very, very cool. Um, all right, moving on to the next line real quick. Uh, and again, it's it's really hard to like say these lines without singing them. And I'm not so sure allowed to sing them. I was gonna say that. that. Yeah, but I'm I singing I am them in my head. To sing them because it's like a cover. But I don't know. But I'm just gonna talk them through. Even though, sorry guys, I don't know. Eventually, we'll learn the rules or not. Um. And it says, I know you just, I know just why you could not come along with me. That was not your dream, but you always believed in me. So again, I almost feel like this is, and again, this song's going to be, everybody's different, but for him, I almost feel like this is pointed at a person. It does. It's now I feel like really this point in the song, point. it kind of takes a little bit of a dark side. Yeah. Right. Where, where originally it's me, I'm homesick. I want to come and see you, but then there's an actual deeper meaning behind it. There's a reason why that that i'm alone right now and i'm feeling homesick uh and then just it was a lot of the same stuff in the middle but the towards the end it says and this one's interesting says uh, let me go home i've had my run baby i'm done i gotta go home let me go home it'll all be all right i'll be home tonight i'm coming back home so that almost um means like the tour ended or you know something is or he just got fed up with it quit yep yep which is yeah, another I, Ben Rector. <laughs> and it's kind of interesting. Like it goes from this, like, okay, it's a, it's a homesick song to, you know, I, I wish I was with you to, you know, I know why you couldn't be with me to I quit and I'm coming home. Like it, yeah. it kind of takes you down this path of eventuality of that's it. I'm choosing you over this life. Yep. And that, yep. that's kind of, to me, the, the ending of it. All right, guys, that's home. <clears throat> Check that one out. You guys can, we'll try to put a link or something below if you haven't heard that song, but it's an amazing song. Most of you have heard it. It's actually been covered by a country singer as well. After Buble put his out, he sold, or someone covered it after. Excellent song. Uh, the next song we're going to talk about, the last song for today, is um, uh, it's called Haven't Met You Yet, and it's by Michael Buble, and I believe it's off of the album. Uh, which one was it? I just saw it. Dang was it. Was it the crazy Crazy love, crazy love, right? Is that the I don't one? know. It might be. Uh, 
how do you open it? I don't know how to open it. Anyway, so this song is interesting because it's Crazy Love, sorry. 2009 Crazy Love, and that's where you'll find this song. And we'll link that one as well. But this song uh, is interesting because um, it's a little bit opposite um, from what we just talked about. And so, it, it, and, I, and I'll, I'll talk through, the, I'll just go ahead and read through some of the. It's going to be very hard not to sing this, but I'm going to try to walk, talk through the first verse. It says, I'm not surprised, not everything lasts. I've broken my heart so many times. I stopped keeping track, talk myself in, I talk myself out, I get all worked up, and then I let myself down. So, like, that's almost like the because home was before the song. So, whatever happened at home didn't work out. <laughs> right. Right. Or, so. or, or it was about, or home was not about, a relationship or just a family or a you know, dog. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could have been a dog. Right. Yeah. I miss my dog. <laughs> uh, he uh, goes on and says, I tried so very hard not to lose it. I came up with a million excuses. I thought I, I thought I thought of every possibility. And then he goes on to say, and I know that I know someday that it'll all turn out. You'll make me work so we can work it out. And I promise you kid that I'll give so much more than I get. I just haven't met you yet. So, Tim, let me take you to my thoughts on this song before um, this song. If, if I go back to this time frame, I actually sang the song for my son. So this was what it meant to me Yeah. Um, for Connor when he was born, because this was the year he was born. And I and, you know, when he was in Shannon's belly, this was what I thought of this song. So for me, it was about a kid. It was not about a relationship with a woman. It was about, look, I'm going to do the best I can for you. And you don't even know it yet. And I haven't met you yet. So to me, that's what this song implied. But you know, yeah, I I, I mixed on it. It does that for me because I same thing. I mean, we had kids right around the same time, and uh, absolutely get that sense out of that. But I, I think it also is one of those songs that gives you hope when you're not in a good place in your relationship. Sometimes to know that it will all work out you know, you're, you're with the right person. And, you know, to me, it, it, it kind of brings that emotion of a good relationship and helps you focus on that a little bit more as well. Yeah. It's, it's uh, the song. If you guys haven't heard the song, it's the best beat and rhythm. It is really a grabbing song. Like when you hear it, you're going to like, wow, that's a really good song. Uh, it goes on to say, I might have to wait. I'll never give up. I'm, I guess it's half timing and the other half's luck wherever you are, where, whenever it's right, you'll come out of nowhere and into my life. Um, so again, it, 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 I think if the song is what it sounds like, I think for the general, it's basically just saying, I don't have a girlfriend. Eventually yep. I'll find one. <laughs> it's going to come out of nowhere. Right. And it is true. That actually probably happens a lot. Yep. And, 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 and I have hope because I know it's going to be okay. It just, I'm just not there yet. Maybe it'll be tomorrow. Maybe it'll be next week. Maybe it'll be a year from now or eight years from now, but it's coming. I just don't know when. Yeah. And, and, and then moving on to this is, and I know that, uh, and I know that will be so amazing and baby, your love is going to change me. And now I can see every possibility and somehow I know that it'll all turn out, you'll make me work so we can work it out. And I promise you, kid, I'll give so much more than I get. I just haven't met you yet. So it keeps moving. I'm just trying to see if there's anything new that we, yeah. Isn't that a powerful about. lyric though? Huge. You'll make me work so we can work to work it out. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, that makes you think a little bit. Like that makes you think about like, oh, it's not all sunshine and roses. Yeah, that's a good You point. have to work. I think that's a huge, powerful lyric that, you know, it is actually very real. Yeah. It's and not, I, it's not sunshine, sunshine and roses all the time. And in the way he sings it too, I think it's just a perfect, 
way, you know, to sing the song. And I, I think even the line before that, Tim, it says, and somehow I know it'll all turn out. Like, I love that. Just that line alone kind of just brings hope, brings meaning to people. Yeah. It puts you in this thing like, you know what? It always works out. And there's another lyric that's ex- extremely important. And it was saying it was sung by a guy named Matt Nathanson. And we'll cover Matt in a different episode. But his song, he has a song and he says um, something on the lines of, you know, um, basically you fear something. But the whole point of fear is that it never happens. You know, you f- you're fearing is a waste of time. Because you, you, you know, you let these, these fears come into you and you just don't, and it never, nothing ever happens. Yeah. And so that's the thing. It's like a waste of all this anxiety and nervousness when really what you should do is go with the punches. When things happen, then you deal with it. You know, it's like in, 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 in this position, this song, and somehow I know it'll all turn out, you'll make me work so we work it out. So the point is you, you know, it'll be worked through no matter what, anything in your life. I'm not even oh, yeah. talking about just a relationship. It could be anything. You're absolutely right. And I think that that speaks to one of the basic things in everybody's mm. life is hope. Yeah. And that, that hope is, it, it transcends into religion and Jesus and the hope that we have for us and the promise that he said that not everything's going to go okay, but I got you. You're going to get what you need. You know, and, and I think that's what what's amazing about it is that this song really just emanates that hope of being in a dark time, but knowing that in the end it is going to be okay. Yep, it always does, and I think it's it's important that um, you know, keep moving forward. And these the, these kind of songs are, in my opinion, just so powerful to help you see through you know what's going on, you know, and and in life, and, and and even if it it has nothing to do with what you're doing, you can make it something to do with what you're doing you know that's the bigger thing i think you know it's just sticking it out you know trying to find that that lyric for you tim's is so good day by day my friend that is that is life he goes on i think this next the the next couple lines here kind of confuse me a little bit because i don't know really where he's going with it but he says they say it's all fair in love and war but i won't need to fight it we'll get it right and we'll be united so I guess I think about it like, hey, in the past, things haven't worked out because we fought, we couldn't forgive each other, we couldn't get over it. But when I do find the right person, even though that stuff's still going to happen, you're still going to fight. Yeah, You're still going to, but you, you can get over it and you can unite around that love that you have for each other. Yeah, I think uh, I, <clears throat> this song, again, if you haven't heard it, though, it is literally amazing. You know, um, and when it comes together, I think you get that feeling of just hope power you know yeah and um just you embrace it and i think if you embrace any song and if you find the positives in anything in life it'll go a long way and i think it'll help you no matter what you're doing you know um so yeah there's there's just a lot of good stuff that's basically michael buble in a nutshell a great artist i'm sure he'll be back on this show later we'll probably cover different songs from him he has a, a whole bunch of he does have a lot more good songs actually and a couple other ones that are a little newer he has a, amazing christmas albums i know that but again that's all kind of like just you know other people's stuff that have just been redone but yeah a bunch of cover songs yep yeah. but the voice is amazing i mean that that's what really i think draws you to him the lyrics are a plus and the way that he that he presents himself is a plus um, he's got some amazing songs. I think this is right on the top of my list. Um, you know, there's probably only five or six songs that I really, really love from him. And, and these two that we talked about today are definitely in those, in those top five or six. So. 
So uh, the lyric, I found the lyric. I apologize for the delay. <laughs> Took me a minute. But I just want to throw this lyric out there because it's really, really important. And it, it's from Matt Nathanson. The song is called Suspended. And uh, this lyric it actually helped me a lot in my life um, when I first heard it. And I years later, I've still listened to this song. And I this lyric always helps me. He says, um, spent all my life empty of anthems, which means basically like I didn't do what I wanted to do. I didn't finish the things I wanted to finish. And he says, embracing for something that never did come. And what he meant by him, I think he means by that is always scared to go out and explore and do what you think you want to do in life because you're scared and scared to do it. A great example of this for me was when Tim and I did our other venture where we decided to do a YouTube video series. I had to decide, do I want to be the face of that series? And I didn't want to do it at first. I was like, I don't want to be the one. And people are going to laugh at me. All my friends are going to make fun of me. Like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm this guy. I'm shooting a bow and arrow, whatever. And it was very hard for me to take that role on. And this song helped me decide to just go for it and just do it. And don't be fearful of anybody seeing as people at work, people, you know, so it made me nervous. Like all these people are going to see this and what are they going to think of me? And, you know, I mean, but you got to remember it's about you and it's about your life and what's important to you. Um, And you don't want to brace for something that never did come because the odds are it's not going to (laughs) come. No, I think, I think it's a lot like what, you know, we, we talked just before, I think we started recording this. Um, It's a little bit nerve wracking to do this, right. To talk about this and kind of share life experiences because, you put yourself out there for, for that hurt or for that, for that being made fun of and that kind of thing. And gosh, I can't imagine what we're going to get from, from some of our closest friends, <laughs> um, you know, when they listen to this, but it is what it is, man. I, you know, I, whatever brings you joy, not, not whatever. I mean, there's certain things that you should and shouldn't do, but yeah, what, what brings you joy is important. You know, that passion that you have, um, I think is important. I think sharing and talking to other people is important and people can work themselves into a downward spiral. When you think you're alone, you don't have anybody to talk to. Um, you know, you can't share your feelings with anybody else. I think that's very harmful. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Well, just remember God is great, does great things for a lot of people and, uh, you know, use music to help yourself. Uh, find that, find what you need to believe or whatever it is you need in life. Use music and TV shows, movies, whatever it takes to help give you that spark that says, I can do this. I want to do this. This is how I'm going to do it. This is, you know, build yourself that, you know, plan in your mind of what is successful to you and what you want to do in life, whether it's school, a job, working out, eating right, whatever it is, honestly, it can be all in my opinion, motivated through music and different lyrics and different things. You just got to find them. And sometimes it's a little bit hard to do, but I think if you find, if you reach out into the world of artists and different artists out there, it's definitely achievable. Yep. And always remember you are not alone on your journey. Not alone. We're here. We're going to talk with you. So thanks for watching Tim and I. We'll see you guys next time on the show.